You're listening to the Bonfire Podcast, fanning the flames of the gospel to the ends of the world. Come on, let's dive into the Word. All right, well, welcome in, everyone, to the Bonfire Podcast. We're so uh, glad that you're listening uh, with us today. Um, it's, uh, it's a great day. Uh, it's a Sunday, Dad. It's, it's been, mm. uh, been a good week. Huh? You've yeah, had a good week. had a good week. Yep, uh, it was good to be um, in the house of the Lord today and and uh, the worship service. Great message today, and thank you. Um, you know, we're sitting here around the the kitchen table or our family dinner table, and um, at least for the last couple episodes, what we've been doing is uh, we go to church and obviously come home and and have a, a family dinner around the table, and then uh, once we get all the dishes put away, uh, we bring out the podcast equipment, and and that's what we're doing right now is uh, just getting ready to do some some podcasting for you guys. So again, we hope that you. Uh, enjoy the the content here and and uh, we ask that if you enjoy it that you give us um, uh, some likes and some follows on on whether it's a Facebook or, or whatever sh- uh, streaming service that you're listening to and that you subscribe because uh, we'll have more stuff coming your way um, in the near future. So uh, you know, Dad, I was uh, as I was trying to figure out what we're going to talk about for today. I, it's hard to uh, do a podcast without looking at what's happening around us. Oh, that's right. There's a lot going on right now. There's there's a lot going on. There is um, turmoil. There's just uh, there's uh, unrest. Um, so much of our world just seems to be hurting. Uh, obviously, here in the United States, with um, the uh, uh, just the the cruel uh, killing of uh, George Floyd, and then uh, all that's precipitated after that, uh, just a, a very unfortunate situation that that's we have right. going on in our, in our country. And you know, for our listeners, um, some of our listeners are believers, and they probably get it. Uh, they probably understand exactly what's happening. But I feel like there's probably some people out there that are uh, watching what's happening, whether it's on the news or whether it's on social media, mm-hmm. um, or whether it's literally they're seeing it in live action right in front of them in their city and on their streets, and they just don't understand what's happening. And um, so I just felt compelled today that we needed to to really talk about that. I mean, I just couldn't see us having a podcast and not mentioning it and kind of going into it. And um, I, my personal opinion, and I think you would agree, is you know what we're seeing uh, play out right now in front of everyone is uh, spiritual sickness uh, because of sin. That's right. Um, I, I see that that is our problem. It's a sin problem. Um, you know, people want to make it a, a, a black or white uh, issue, and I don't see it as a skin issue. I see it as a sin issue. Mm-hmm. Um, people want to play it as a left and right issue, and I don't see it as that either. Again, I see this as a spiritual issue uh, as uh, sin has creeped in uh, to our ranks and has uh, just caused a, a total mess. And, you know, for our listeners, if, if you're having a hard time believing what I'm saying and you're just saying, you know what, there's these guys talking about Jesus and and all this stuff, they don't know what they're talking about. I, I just want to share some scripture with you, and I want you to think about what's happening around you. And you tell me if this doesn't fit okay. um, the bill for what we're seeing happening today. And so uh, I'm in Galatians chapter 5, and so this mm-hmm. is Paul. He's writing here to the, the, the Galatians, and um, in chapter 5, he starts outlining uh, what is uh, the works of the flesh, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and the flesh, when he says works of the flesh, he's basically talking about what is the sinful nature of man, because that is the flesh. Right. And he lists out several things here, and this list, when I read through it, at least from my opinion— Seems like it pictures exactly what we're going through in mm-hmm. uh, today's time. So uh, check this out. See what you think, Dad. And now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, 
idolatry, sorcery, hatred. Mm. How about hatred? That's Anyone right. Anyone seeing some hatred? Contentiousness. Mm. We've got some contentiousness going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, jealousies. I feel like we got jealousies going on. How about outburst of wrath? It's does describing that, our time. Doesn't that describe what's going on right now? It Selfish is. ambitions. Mm. A lot of lot of that going on in today's time. Uh, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders. Hey, that's in the political scene too. What we've been seeing in yep. Washington for a long time now. Yeah, and then drunkenness, which we know that's a problem in today's time. Rivalries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I've also told you in pa- in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's a, and, and so when you look, and our listeners, I really want you to think hard. Think about that list of things that I listed out there. And I want you just to go back in, in your mind for the last, I don't know, two months. Mm-hmm. And tell me how many times you, you encountered something that you just kind of shook your head at and tell me it doesn't fit into this list. Oh, it, it's just like uh, what Paul was saying is describing our time to the T. To the T. You know, what I love about Galatians chapter 5, Dad, is is that um, he he uh, he basically does a compare and contrast, right? So he starts and he says, this is what the flesh looks like, and he lists out all those things. And then, um, he, then he says, hey, but check out what the Spirit looks like, the fruits mm-hmm. of the Spirit, right? And that's that's what we should be known as as of Christians. And, and tell me, folks listening today, think about this. It says, the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm-hmm. Now, I would put money on, on on a bet that if anyone wants to take me up on it, which would you rather have? Would you rather have love, peace, joy, patience, gentleness, kindness, and self-control uh, happening around you, or do you want the previous list? Oh, yeah. And you know, when you read about the fruit of the Spirit, at the end of that it says, against such things there is no law. Yeah, yes. <laughs> There's no law against being good and kind. Yes. Yeah, but we've got laws against uh, being rebellious and yeah. laws against things that's happening today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. C- certainly. Certainly. We have uh, we have tons of laws. And, you know, I saw a quote this week um, that said, you know, the reason why we have thousands of, of laws and thousands and thousands of pages of laws that are written is because we couldn't follow the first 10 uh, that were on, you know, two stone tablets. That's right. Um, and so we've got a sin problem in our world today. And, you know, uh, John. When he was writing First John, this is First John three verse four. He referred to sin as lawlessness, lawlessness, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I think that characterizes a lot of what we have going on in today's times as well. Is right, you know, a, a sense of lawlessness. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you get down to, you know, doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. When you talk about trying to defund police and 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 all of those things, and and just see uh, just this kind of anarchy coming out, uh, that's lawlessness. And that's that, lawlessness. That to me. Um, is sin. And so, you know, I, I just feel compelled uh, that we need to talk about that today, that we've got a sin problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good news is um, that uh, God knows that there is a sin problem, right? I mean, we talked about that in the previous podcast, and, and from the very beginning of time, uh, when the fall of man occurred, uh, God knew that sin had entered into uh, this world, and, and he was making a way by which um, we can uh, be forgiven for our sins. And, um, you know, the the verse that I, I think will be our good segue into really what's the topic that we're going to be covering today is Romans 3.23. Uh, and 24. Most of us just stop at 23 where it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
But that's actually a full statement. Uh, there's a, a larger sentence there, and it follows on and says, uh, but we are justified freely by his grace. Mm-hmm. And so today I'm, I'm trying to present to those who are listening and, and to you, Dad, that yes, we have a sin problem. Um, in this world, and and, I, and that's what's causing all the, the chaos around us. That's right. Um, but God has a solution to sin, and that's his grace. He's got a remedy for it. He's got a remedy for it, and and, and that is his grace. And so, um, you know, you did a, a message uh, not too long ago for the associational meeting, and you, you talked about grace. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, help our listeners understand a, a little bit more about grace? What is grace? Well, I mean, we talk as though we understand it. The bank gives us a grace period. The seedy politician falls from grace. We describe an actress as gracious. A dancer is graceful. But, you know, what does it really mean? The word grace is used a lot of times in the Bible. As a matter of fact, Paul used the word 110 times just in his epistles. It carries the idea of free, undeserved favor. Now, to better understand what the word means... If a young man is killed through some random act of violence and his father tracks down the guilty person and kills him, we would call that vengeance. If, however, the father calls the police and the murderer is arrested, tried, convicted, and executed, we would call that justice. If at the trial the father pleads for the man's life to be spared and the judge and the jury consent, we'd call that mercy. But now imagine this. In addition to pleading for the guilty one to be spared, the father actually appeals to the judge to release the offender into his custody and care. Miraculously gaining approval, the father then takes the young man into his heart and home, adopts him, raises him, and loves him as his own son. Now that is grace. And boy, that's amazing grace too. Amazing, amazing grace. Well, grace indeed is something that is amazing, very much amazing in our life. It's amazing to me, son, that uh, God loved me. That's amazing. That his son, Jesus, died for me. He paid the penalty for my sin so I wouldn't have to, that I could be forgiven. It's amazing to me. He adopted me into his family and give me eternal life. You know, you and I were talking a a while ago about the difference between grace and mercy. Some people can't uh, separate the two, but it's it's quite easy. Uh, God in his mercy doesn't give us what we deserve. That's hell, punishment, separation from God. But God in his grace gives us what we don't deserve, heaven, uh, the forgiveness of sin. You know, I think that grace is richly expressed in a well-known acrostic of the word, Grace, G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. It is God's free gift to those that have sinned against Him and deserve wrath. And it is also that which God gives us to help us to live and face the difficulties of life. So grace and mercy, they're similar, but they're different. That, that is true. And, um, you know, it's a great point that you make there about uh, sin or sorry, about uh, mercy and, and, and grace. And I think that uh, story that you told there um, about the the father, that's, you know, just a great picture of what God did for each of us. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in reality, um, I'm just a terrible old sinner and I don't deserve uh, any of the things that God has given me. I don't deserve his mercy. I definitely don't deserve his grace um, and the salvation, but he just so freely gives it to us. And, yeah. And, um, you know, when we sin, sin puts us uh, at, at 
uh, odds with God. You know, our sinful nature, God is perfect. God is holy. God is 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 righteous. And mm-hmm. uh, sin and God don't mix. And um, it is that that's what creates that separation between man and God. And it's through this grace that there's that bridge that gets built. And all those sins that we've done um, are forgiven and taken away. And I right. think that's, that's great. Um, you know, a lot of people try to uh, I've talked to po- folks in the past, and and they um, almost feel like there's a limit on grace, or that there's grace will only go so far. Yeah, and um, that's exactly the opposite. Um, that's right. The Bible tells us, and there's scripture all over the place that talks about um, God's grace and how much there is of it, and uh-huh. how far it's willing to go. Um, but I just, I just, I have had that conversation multiple times where someone says, you know, I just. I've done too many bad things. Um, I, I can't be saved. I can't I know and have a relationship with God because of all this bad stuff in my past. But then we have uh, verses like Romans 5.20 where it says, but where sin abounded, mm-hmm. uh, grace abounded much more. Oh, yeah. And and then I love Tim- 1 Timothy one fourteen, where it says, the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant. And so those two verses, I put those together, and it basically tells me there's no way that anyone can out the grace of God. It's right. just not possible. You know, if you take the uh, – we'll, we'll say – from a human standards or from our standards right now, probably the worst person you can think of maybe is someone who on death row, right? Who's who's killed multiple people, a serial killer or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, as bad as that person is, God's grace is still sufficient for their sins. Right. And they can be saved and they can be forgiven and they can have eternal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no sin too bad. There's no heart that's too black where God's grace can't cover that. And I think that's a, an amazing point. It's also kind of like when we talked with faith, it's it's a hard point to grasp because you just think, you know, your old human mind says that can't be possible. Right. Um, but, and indeed, that is how it works, and it's laid out for us clearly in the Scripture that, um, you know, you just can't, you can't go beyond God's grace. It's you always can't. greater. It's always greater. It's always greater. That's great. So, Dad, what about um, when does grace come to a to a person? How can a person receive grace? We've talked about it. Uh, you and I have grace uh, because we're believers and we've accepted uh, Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we have grace. Can you help our listeners understand how they can achieve grace? Well, grace comes to you when God comes to you through His Spirit, and He begins to deal with you. You know, Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. So God begins uh, the process of extending to us grace when he speaks to us and he begins to draw us through his Holy Spirit. And his Holy Spirit opens up our blind eyes that keeps us from seeing our sin. You see, you talked about all those sins a while ago. There's a lot of people that they're not really thinking that they're doing anything bad. They feel completely justified in what they're doing. God has to open up our eyes to reveal to us our sin and our sins. And, of course, the greatest sin, that of rejecting Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior and what he did to save us. He, He has to open up our ears to help us to understand the Word of God that we might have faith. We talked about it last week. Faith is a gift from God. And... And God gives us that faith uh, by helping us. He allows us to hear his word. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So, you know, grace comes to us. Someone like someone out there in our podcast audience is hearing about Jesus 
and they began to think, yes, that, that describes me, uh, all this sin and the rebellion in my life, and, I, and I'm not happy with it. God begins to work in that person's life, showing that person, hey, there's a way to be forgiven of your sins through Jesus. He opens up your eyes to understand what Jesus did for you. He begins to convict you of your sin, and he begins to draw you uh, to the Savior. That's how grace begins to come. You know, I, I love that verse over in Ephesians where it says, For by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It is the gift of God. It's the gift of God. God draws us. He enables us to have faith, to put our belief and trust in Jesus. And then when we finally put our belief and trust in Jesus, He completely changes us. You know, back when I I gave the message at the associational meeting on grace, my topic was amazing grace. And when I think about someone whose life was radically changed, well, I could include myself there, and I know you could too. But the person that wrote the hymn, Amazing Grace, was John Newton. Man, when the grace of God came to him, it totally changed his life. It totally changed his life. Before he was a Christian, he was a slave trader. He was a vile fellow. He he referred to himself as a drunkard. As a matter of fact, being a sailor, sometimes sailors are known for saying bad words, you know. But they say about John Newton that he said such awful words that he made up words that nobody had even heard before that even shamed the sailors. But God changed him. His grace came to him. God got his attention. Here's how God got his attention. He was out. Uh, on the ocean. He was a sailor, and he got into a terrible storm in the North Atlantic. I mean, the storm was so bad, he had to strap himself to something on the ship to keep him being washed overboard. And now prior to that storm, God had already been coming to him, drawing him to faith. Uh, he was reading uh, the book, The Imitation of Christ. And and the storm, he felt like he was going to die, and he cried out, Lord, have mercy on me. You know, he he had been thinking about the Lord. He was not a believer, but he, he called out because he thought he was going to die. He said, Lord, have mercy upon me. He survived the storm. He believed that God sent him a profound message. But you know, his conversion was not immediate. God was just working in his life. Grace was coming to him. Uh, after he gave up his life at sea, uh, he couldn't get away from the conviction. Remember I told you a while ago about the conviction. God begins to bring about conviction. And God brought him to the point of complete surrender. He started serving Christ after he completely surrendered to God. And he started serving Jesus instead of Satan. And uh, when he started serving Jesus, he campaigned against slavery instead of being in the slave trade. He even became a priest in the Church of England. And in 1764, he wrote the words Amazing Grace. And, you know, think about the words in that song. A lot of the Baptists say, well, that's the Baptist theme song, except the Methodist Presbyterians, they'd argue the point that it belongs to them, too. But think about the words. John said, I once was lost, but now I am found. That's how he described himself. Before grace came to him, he was lost, separated from God. But when grace came to him and God offered him the free pardon and forgiveness of sins, something that he did not deserve, he, he saw himself as someone that was found. You know, that can be traced to the parable of the prodigal son. He said, I was blind, but now I see. That was, a, that was a verse in there, and that came from the story of Jesus healing the blind man. It was amazing that God would love and save a wretch like John Newton. And you know, Matt, it's amazing, as we said a while ago, that God would love and save any one of us. 
the most vile sinner. God can save the most vile sinners, you said a while ago. That, that's exactly right. And, you know, as you were telling that story, um, think about this. So God's grace follows us wherever we go. Mm-hmm. God's grace pursues us persistently. God's grace finds us and loves us wherever we are. Yeah. And God's uh, grace helps us do what he has planned for us to do. And, you know, I, I feel like that kind of sums up the life there of, of Mr. Newton is, is is those things. Grace was going after him. It was chasing him. Uh, the Holy Spirit was pursuing him. And ultimately, uh, he surrendered and he received that grace and that grace changed his life completely. That's and right. He's not the same person that, that he once was. And and again, that's the same story I have and same story that, that you have. And for our listeners, that's the same story that you, you can have. Right. You know, God, God wants to give everyone grace. Uh, there, there's nobody that uh, God wants to see reject Him and, and not have uh, the gift of His grace and eternal life. Right. It's it's available to everyone uh, to have that uh, freely. You know, the we were talking about grace and how it applies to salvation, Dad, and, and we were talking just before we got started. Um, there's the term grace of salvation is sometimes referred to as in three tenses, mm-hmm. like past, present, and future. And so um, in the, the past tense, uh, when we look at, at that, that's by grace, God has forgiven us for all the sins that we've ever committed, and he has ended our enmity with him and rebellion against him. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's what we refer to as this is the, the salvation from the penalty of sin. In the present tense, uh, by grace, God brings us into a new, right, blessed relationship with Him, gives us spiritual life, and restoring our spiritual health. And this is what we refer to as the salvation over the power of sin. Mm-hmm. And then in the future tense, it's by God's grace that ultimately we find ourselves getting off this rock, as I said last time, uh, and, and we are raised from the dead, and we have immortality and eternal life. And we are uh, raised to a a spiritual and morally perfect being, uh, Mm -hmm. which is what we're intended to be, uh, you know, in the first place. And that's the salvation from the presence of sin. Right. You know, when when we talk about what's going on in our world today, a lot of sin. Mm -hmm. And I I sit there and I just watch it unfold. And it's it's almost hard to imagine a world without sin. Mm -hmm. But that's what we're we're promised one day as believers. That uh, there is no sin in heaven. There is no, again, just to, in case you guys have forgot it, uh, there is no um, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentiousness, jealousness, outburst of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, uh, rivalries, um, or any of the like in heaven. Hey, it's a perfect place. You perfect just place. described. Yeah. Per- perfect place uh, to. To, to go to. And and so for our listeners, we, we want you uh, to experience this grace. And if you haven't experienced it, um, as as Dad's already alluded to, it is amazing grace. And once you, you get a taste of it and, and you understand it and, and know how sweet it is, um, it, it truly is amazing that, that uh, something like that is just so freely given to you. And once you experience it, you never get over it. You never get over it. That's you never that, get over that, it. That is true. It, it, it will always... Uh, be there with you and 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 with you, uh, you know, just all the time as as it makes such an impact on you. You know, Dad, you you mentioned Amazing Grace um, as uh, one of the the theme songs, and as I was thinking about what we we're going to talk about, um, a song from my past came back to me. We used to sing all the time, and that was uh, you know God's grace. Uh, grace is greater than all our sin. Right. And the the chorus of that is just so so perfect. Uh, perfectly written, and obviously the person who wrote this, I don't even know who it was, understood God's grace. Mm -hmm. That chorus reads, grace, grace, God's grace, 
the grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Mm-hmm. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. And, yeah. You know, that's just a fantastic uh, chorus, um, and it's it puts in a nutshell exactly what we've been talking about today uh, with grace. And so uh, do you have any other thoughts you want to share about grace? Yeah. Um, one thing that came to my mind was a scripture verse, really, that I, I had it as a part of one of my studies this past Wednesday. And it comes from James chapter 4, verse 6. And it says, James writes, but he, meaning God, gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble to be open and to receive that grace of God. When God, the Holy Spirit, comes to you and convicts you of your sin, and he offers you that free pardon of sin, something that you don't deserve, something that none of us deserves, we have to humble ourselves and and be willing to turn away from our sin and, and open up our life to receive Jesus and that that free, free pardon of sin, that forgiveness, the grace that he wants to give us. Uh, we can't, we're not going to strut our way up to heaven and to the throne of God. We have to humble ourselves, and he gives to those that are humble grace, that free pardon. And so I just want to encourage those that's out there listening to the podcast that if you have not uh, humbled yourself before the Almighty God to do so, admit that you're a sinner. Ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin based on what Jesus did on the cross to pay the penalty for your sin. He took your place and mine when he died so that we would not have to be punished, you know, Asked him to forgive you on the basis of what he did and and pledge your life to live for him out of gratitude for what he did for you. Accept him as Lord. And that way you're humbling yourself and, and you're open to receive that grace, that which you do not deserve, which is the forgiveness of sins and heaven. So that's what you got to do to be saved and go to heaven. Yes. And, you know, uh, the title of our, our podcast is Bonefire, and it, it just occurred to me as we were talking here um, for those, that was a plea to those who, who don't know about God's right. grace. But there's plenty of us that are listening that probably do know about God's grace. But if that doesn't get you excited, and if that doesn't strike up a fire in your bones, mm-hmm. then something's wrong. That's right. And, and you need to really think about where you came from and where you've been saved from. Um, and think about how amazing that grace is, because um, it should be something that when you think about it, you know, a tear wells, wells up in your eye, uh, a fire burns with inside your bones, because you're so excited and thankful and overwhelmed with uh, gratitude and joy because of what God's done for you. Right. Um, and so if that's not happening, you, you need to get on your knees and, and ask God to help you understand just exactly how good His grace was. That's and right. And remind you where you came from. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, Dad, we're just about out of time uh, for today. Is that, I mean, it goes quick, doesn't it? It does, um, yeah. i tell you what, if you will uh, pray us out of here. Okay. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to let you know we love you. We're grateful for what you did to show us your love in sending your only begotten Son, Jesus, to this world on a mission to live a clean, pure, spotless, sinless life that he might be our substitute and stand in for us to take the punishment for our sin, which is death. Thank you that he did that on the cross of Calvary. Thank you, our Heavenly Father, that he didn't just lay in a tomb, but you brought him back to life, that he's living today and he serves as our King, our Lord, our Savior. Our Heavenly Father, we we pray today that if there are those that are listening to our podcast that have not yet turned from their sin and reached out to accept that free pardon of sin, that forgiveness, 
that they will do so today and thus receive grace, that which they don't deserve, and and have that promise of heaven after this life's over. And God, we pray that if there are those that make a decision to accept Christ, that they will share it with someone else, uh, namely people in their family, their friends. They will share it. Lord, we would like to hear from them uh, to somehow or another respond to this podcast message to let us know uh, that that you have helped us, Lord, to be instrumental in leading someone to faith in Jesus. And we ask all this in Christ's name, and we love you once again. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bonefire Podcast. We encourage you to subscribe wherever you stream your podcast content. Also, be sure to rate us on iTunes and Facebook so that others will know about the podcast. If you have a question that you'd like to see us address on an episode, feel free to email us at bonefireministries at gmail.com.